to bear good fruit. You want to bear some good fruit? Amen. Well, let's pray. Father, thank you for bringing us together today to receive your word, to receive how to bear good fruit. In Jesus' name, we ask you to open our ears and our hearts to receive what you have to say to us. And so for this, we give you the praise, the glory, and the honor, and all agreed said, amen. amen. So, you know, you can produce good fruit or bad fruit, right? You could be sour grapes. You ever know anybody that was just sour? Just everything that they say is just not, they don't agree with you. They're, they're not happy about anything. Doesn't matter what's going on. They just don't like new things. Just sour. Just sour grapes. How about bitter lemons? You know any bitter lemons? <laughs> just everything they say is like, are you hurt? What's wrong with you? How can. Is something happened to you? Why, why are you talking about the past? Are you bitter about things? What's going on? How about a rotten apple? You ever, seen, you ever have rotten apples? You know, rotten to the core, just downright, just no good, okay? And everybody knows one bad apple spoils the whole bunch. So these are the types of people you don't want to invite to your party, okay? <laughs> the bad fruit section, right? <laughs> The sour grapes, the bitter lemons, and the rotten apples. But instead, <laughs> we should be uh, cheery cherries, right? Just happy, you know, just a smile on our face. Just, don't, don't people want to be around people like that, you know? Just be peachy keen. <laughs> and, and, of course, everybody wants to invite the hot tomato to the party. I was going to put a picture of my wife up there, but she wouldn't let me. <laughs> oh, yeah, tomato's a fruit. I mean, a vegetable, so it's not a fruit. It's a fruit. Is it a fruit? Don't know. It, it's a fruit. Okay, all right, let's, we're voting on it, and we're going to get a conclusion. Okay, praise the Lord. <laughs> but we all know that we are all the apple of God's eye, aren't we? Amen. Now, we want to be, if you want to be the apple of his eye, you want to be organic, you want to be exquisite, fresh-picked, fresh-squeezed, top quality. We want to be the nature's finest, best of the season, sweetest-tasting, mouth-watering, melt-in-your-mouth, juiciest, luscious, and, of course, above all, very nutritious. Amen? So, we want to... See if we can produce good fruit. Now, I'm going to take the pressure off you guys, okay? It's not you trying to produce the fruit. It, it, doesn't that take the pressure off you a little bit? You ever see a tree trying to make fruit? No, it, the fruit comes from within, doesn't it? Right? So you don't have to try, because it says, a good tree bringeth forth good fruit. If you're a good tree... If you're abiding in Christ, you'll produce good fruit. The Bible says in Matthew 7, 16, that you'll know them by their fruit, right? So now, the thing is, we have to be fruit bearers. Is that right? So I have a little sample, little demonstration here. No way. <laughs> we want to have fruit coming from us, right? We, we don't want to force it on people, but we should have some fruit coming out of us, shouldn't we? 
you know. You want a banana? <laughs> but see, the thing is, you're supposed to be able to pick the fruit. Can you pick it? You want to pick it? Okay. Now, now some people like to throw it. <laughs> you know, you need to come to Christ, okay? You need to know the love of God. You're doing wrong. Why don't you just get your life right? That's not how you do it. <laughs> I can only do that to Raina. <laughs> <laughs> you can feel it coming. <laughs> no, but fruit has to come, just come out of you, you know? You just come around people, and they just pick a pineapple here. You know, just, you know, the love of God, the peace of God. Just, just I need these back, so I'm... <laughs> <laughs> okay. These are on borrow. I better get them before I lose them. But you're supposed to have fruit coming out of you, right? Now, how do you get that fruit? Well, let's see. That's why we're here, right? How do we get this fruit? Let's see. Let's look in the, in the scripture here. I'm going to read the whole um, eight verses here, and then we're going to go back and dissect it. John 15, 16. Well, this is the first part. It says, you did not choose me, but I chose you and appointed you that you should go and bear fruit. Now, in, in, the, in the Jewish custom, when you were a, a pupil, when you were growing up, you used to pick your teacher. You used to pick your, your, your scribe that you wanted to learn from. But Jesus said, no, you're not, you're not picking me. <laughs> I'm picking you. I've appointed you, chose you, appointed, ordained you that you should go and what? Just hang out. Just be, you know, just walk in the love of God and just no problem, just on the couch, relaxing, doing whatever you want to do, right? No, God's not lazy. God likes to see things happen. Kind of like my son. <laughs> I woke up on Saturday ready just to have a nice old time relaxing in the Lord. Hey, Dad, why don't we go up on the roof and clean those two bay windows that we, that've been dirty? Okay, let's do that. (laughs) Got the ladder up, put it on the thing, and I let my son go up, you know, on the roof. Because I didn't want the papers to be reading, 65-year-old pastor <laughs> slips on roof, falls to the ground with the son watching. No, that would not look good. So that accomplished, I thought, okay, that's pretty good. And he said, hey, Dad, why don't we go to Home Depot and get some, some uh, air filters and, and, and put them in the air conditioning? Okay, let's do that. <laughs> we did that, put that up. Hey, Dad. <laughs> Why don't we get some light bulbs and put it up on those light bulbs that we had that have been burned out since we moved in? <laughs> that's 20 feet high over, overlooking the stairs. I go, that's impossible. Oh, no, we could do it, Dad. All right. Get the ladder back out. Let my son go up. <laughs> and we fixed it. Hey, Dad. <laughs> Let's fix the blinds for mom. Let's take the, the bottom lever out there, and, and, and so that way it looks clean and nice. Go on with your bad self, son. <laughs> I'm pulling out. <laughs> okay. But that's, God doesn't want us just to sit around and do nothing. He's active. He wants us to do things. Go and bear fruit, that your fruit should remain, and this is what I like, that whatever you ask the Father in my name, he'll give it to you. He said, if you're working for me and you're producing fruit, I'm going to help you out in what you need. 
He said, whatever you ask in my name. Okay, let's hear the scripture. John 15, let's start it from uh, verse 1. I am the true vine, and my Father is the vine dresser. Every branch of me that does not bear fruit, he takes away. And every branch that bears fruit, he prunes. Notice those two words, takes away and prunes. That it may bear more fruit. You are already clean because of the word which I have spoken to you. Abide in me, and I in you, as the branch cannot bear fruit of itself unless it abides in the vine, neither can you unless you abide in me. I am the vine, you are the branches. Say that. I am the, well, he's the vine, you're the branch. Let's get that straight. He who abides in me, and I in him, bears what kind of fruit? Now, he's not just happy with fruit, he wants more fruit. Yeah. Keep, keep the fruit coming. For without me, you can do nothing. If anyone does not abide in me, he is, what, cast out as a branch and is withered, and they gather them and throw them into the fire, and they are burned. That's not good news, is it? Okay, one more. If you abide in me and my words abide in you, you will ask what you desire, and it shall be done for you. I like this scripture. When I first got saved, I said, wow, what a promise. All I have to do is have to abide in the word and the word abide in me and I can ask what I want and it'll be done for me. I'm signing up for this. By this, my father is glorified that you bear much fruit. So you'll be my disciples. I keep hearing this fruit, 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 fruit. You come t- keep talking about fruit. And let's see some fruit. Now, there's some fruit right there. That's some uh, grapevines. Very good. Let me see the next picture. Oh, see? So now this is the grapes that are high the way they should be. Go back to the next one. These are the low line, and you can tell that they're not as good. There's some, some ones that are not growing, because, and that's important because when we go to the front, we're going to see it. Let's go back to the John 15, 1. There you go. Okay, let's look at this now. I am the true vine, and my father is the vine dresser or the gardener or the caretaker of the crops, right? He's caretaker of us. He's watching over us. Every branch of me that does not bear fruit, he does what? Takes away. Now, that sounds pretty harsh, doesn't it? Takes away. But if you look it up, I don't know if you looked it up yet. Oh, yeah, we did look it up. Richard and Sally looked it up. There's a little notation there. It'll say, lift up. Not, not cast away, just, okay, you're not bearing fruit, you're out. No, he lifts up. You know, like when you have those fruit, the, the, the vines that are low-lying and they're on the ground and they get dirty and they don't have any sun and they're not producing? Jesus, I come and I lift you up. How about when you're low-lying, you're not doing good and you're feeling bad and you're not producing any fruit? He doesn't cut you off. He lifts you up out of the dunghill, right? Out of the miry clay, he picks you up. You ever been that way? Some people are there for like years. They just can't shake it, can't get out. They need to come to New Heart. And get some uplifting, get some love, amen? <laughs> get some encouragement. But yeah, he, he, he picks us up. And every branch that bears fruit, he prunes it, that it may bear more fruit. Now, people think pruning means, oh, okay, God's going to put sickness on you just to teach you. Or he's going to put bad circumstances on just to teach you. I, I don't think that's the case. You can believe whatever you want. But I believe that when he said he prunes us, because it says right here, you are already clean because of the word which I have spoken to you. Pruning is a cleaning, a cleansing, taking away of the things that are detrimental to you, right? Now, I know when we first got saved, there were some things that uh, we gave away right, gave up right away. 
You know, no more cussing and excessive drinking and carousing around and being with other people. Can't do that. We, that, we, we knew that right away. But then, you know, some more pruning comes along where you have to uh, be careful what you say. Can't talk bad about people. Can't speak disparagingly of them, right? We, do we learn that? We've learned that, right? Do we have to teach a year on that? <laughs> I see that vote. Okay, then, then we have, uh, uh, then it gets deeper where you can't even think about it. <laughs> you can't even think about being alone with a woman, right? Because it's committing adultery in your heart. You, you can't even think bad thoughts about people. He says, I, I want your, your heart, your soul, your mind. I want everything about you. I want your thoughts to be towards me always. You're like, whoa, man, you're just getting deeper. You're getting pruned a little bit more each time. Now, if, if we just told the person, okay, you want to come to Christ? You got to stop all your mess. Stop talking bad about people. <laughs> Get your thought life right. You go, like, I can't do that. Give me a break. But he prunes us a little bit at a time. But then now think of it in a good sense. A good pruning. Like, for instance, at the beginning of the year, we decided that they, we were, they were going to send Chucky to school, me, <laughs> to, to get a master's program, right? And uh, so there was some pruning that had to go on because no longer could I just sit around and watch a football game. <laughs> no longer could I just play on the Internet and find out, you know, what the Dodger score was or the latest in, in, uh, in the politics. Now I had to start writing and reading and doing things. So I pruned myself from things that were non-productive and started doing things that were now more productive so that I could bear more fruit. There are things in your life probably you need to put aside and cast away so that you can do the things that God has called you to do. Amen? The Bible says we have to give account for every idle word that we speak. That means every non-productive word that we say. Can God is into looking to us to see what kind of fruit that we're going to get from abiding in him. Are we speaking his words? Are we helping him with his uh, thoughts towards his people? So that's what we have to do. He prunes us that it may bear more fruit. How many could use some pruning? Anybody here need some pruning? pruning? Okay, all right. Praise the Lord. Did you hear that? Did you see that, Lord? <laughs> he said, but you are already clean because of the word which I have spoken to you. He's pruning. You know, Jesus pruned the disciples when he talked to them, didn't he? <laughs> he says, you know not what manner of spirit you're of, right? What were you arguing about on the, on the, the way up here? You know, he, he, he talked to him. Abide in me, and I in you, as a branch cannot bear fruit of itself unless it abides in the vine. Neither can you unless you abide in me. So how do you produce fruit? You just abide in Christ. Live in him all day, all day, every day. Amen. You have to get your mind focused and your heart fixed, believing in the Lord so that he can show you his good treasure. And then you can produce fruit. And Okay, so let's, let's see here. I am the vine, you are the branches. He who abides in me and I in him bears much fruit. So you're supposed to be bearing much fruit. Can you take account of your life and look and say, am I bearing fruit? Are people coming to the Lord because of me? Are people uh, being convicted of their sin because of me? Are people being better because I'm around them? Do you bear much fruit? If anyone does not abide in me, he is cast out as a branch 
and is withered, and they gather them and throw them into the fire, and they are burned. So here's the, the question is, is this Christians or non-Christians that are cast out? I don't know, but all I know is I better bear some fruit. <laughs> I don't want to take that chance, you know. In our course, uh, in the master's program, you have to have a B average. You can't have a C average. When I heard that, I said, oh, come on. <laughs> you have to have a B average? So I don't want a B average. Why? It's too close to a C. <laughs> so I have an A average going in. Amen. Hallelujah. Okay, so let's look at the next verse, last verse. If you abide in me and my words abide in you, you will ask what you desire and it will be done for you. Come on. Do you believe this? Sometimes, you know what, I just get kind of needing more help in life and I just go start reading the Bible. I start allowing myself to be filled with his spirit. And guess what? Things happen. In Hebrews it says that it's, uh, without faith it's impossible to, to please God and uh, he is a rewarder, a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. You know what that word rewarder means? Anybody remember? Rewarder. Oh, lady in the front row. Pays wages. He pays wages. He'll pay you to spend time with him. I don't think I got a big enough response from that. He, he, Ernie. God Almighty said, if you spend time with me, I'll pay you for it. Isn't that good news? That's good news. You have a lack in your life? Spend time with God. He, he, he that believes in me must believe that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. You want to make an appointment with him? You know, he said, you can make an appointment with him or you're going to be disappointed. <laughs> so you, you, you choose, right? I remember I, I tell the story about how, how I was believing for... Uh, I was working hard, but I was, you know, in the Word, and I wanted to give my wife a little weekend vacation. So I just said, Lord, I didn't even say it. I just thought it. Lord, I need some extra money to take my wife on a weekend vacation. Sure enough, this guy comes to the church, and, and he gives me an envelope as I'm closing up, and I am put it in my pocket. Thank you very much, you know. Didn't know what it was. And so after I cleaned it up, cleaned up the, the place, I opened up the envelope, and it was $500. I said, oh, my God, he gave me the wrong envelope. This couldn't be for me. So I, w- I was so nervous to talk to him. I finally got him. I said, Mike, you know, uh, I got your, your envelope. It had $500. Was that for me? He goes, yeah, the Lord told me to give that to you. Oh, really? Holy moly. <laughs> I said, I said Mike, what, what can I do for you? He goes, nothing. He didn't even have a job. He came from England, and he was here, and he needed a job, and the Lord told him, bless him. Remember, it's more blessed to give than receive. And so I said, but, but Michael, let me help you. Let me help you out. I got an extra refrigerator in my garage, and I've got some, some um, cabinets, dressers. Let me give them to you because so, I got you. I know you're doing a new house. So he came over, picked up the refrigerator, picked up the, the dressers, the cabinets, and he goes, I thought it was going to be just like a little refrigerator. No, I got it. Regular size refrigerator. And so he took it home and he got a job making more than he thought he was going to make, quicker than he thought he was going to get it. And he said, Praise be unto God who always causes us to triumph. Amen? Now, the end of the story is a week later, our refrigerator went out. 
<laughs> so I, I called, uh, called back up. No, I didn't. <laughs> I called the Lord back up. And somebody gave us a brand new refrigerator. Amen? And it's more blessed to give than receive. Amen? Okay, let's see what else we have here. Uh, so we have the, oops, we have the um, two types of fruit. Let's look at it again. The low line and the high wire act. Now, let's look at what kind of fruit we're talking about here. You want to know what kind of fruit we're talking about? We got seven kinds of fruit. Can you see that all right? It's the fruit of righteousness, the fruit of holiness, the fruit of our lips, fruit of soul winning, fruit of giving, fruit of good works, and fruit of the Spirit. My son's going to cover fruit of good works, and um, uh, ivory. ivory is going to cover fruit of the Spirit. So let's look at the fruit of righteousness in the Scripture, Philippians 1.11. It's amazing how many places you find fruit in the Bible. And this I pray that you, your love may abound still more and more in knowledge and in all discernment, that you may approve the things that are excellent, that you may be sincere and without offense to the day of Christ, being filled, say filled, filled. with the fruits of righteousness, which are by Christ Jesus, to the glory and praise of God. So you're going to be filled. He's praying that you be filled with the fruit. What is the fruit of righteousness? Right standing with God. We are made righteous by Christ, but he said, I want to see some fruit. I want to see you look like you're righteous. <laughs> they that are righteous do righteous things, don't they? They live right. They do right. They speak right. And they overcome evil. Is this a righteous cat? <laughs> Is his eyes cross-eyed? Is he cross-eyed? I don't know. <laughs> Is there temptation there? There's a little bit of temptation. He said, like, I, there's two natures on the inside of me. <laughs> my nature to want to eat the fish, and then my nature to want to do right in front of my master's uh, eyes, right? Now, there's four fish in there. <laughs> can, I, can you resist when you are tempted? Can you, can you live righteously? Do you turn away? Do you say, devil, I'm not going to let you get me on this. I'm going to serve the Lord. I'm going to let the righteousness of God in me come out. Sometimes you have to talk to the devil. He's around there. Just say, devil, I'm not listening to you. I'm not going to think those thoughts. I'm not going to do that. I'm going to live for God. You know, it's funny because God wants us to use our whole body, our eye. The fruit of righteousness is our eye, what we see. Fruit of holiness is our heart. Fruit of our lips is our mouth. The fruit of soul winning is our feet. How precious are the feet of those that uh, spread the gospel. Fruit of giving is our whole body because it's everything that we do at work and then we give it to the Lord. Fruit of good works is our hand, what we do with our hand. The fruit of the Spirit is our spirit. So let's look at another one now, fruit of righteousness. Here we go now with fruit of holiness. Romans 6, 22. But now having set, been set free from sin and having become... Slaves of God, you have fruit to holiness. Woo-wee! What does that mean? That means you're going to do some holy things. You're going to live holy, 
act holy, be holy. And what does holy mean? Is that, that's not like a super spiritual. It just means to be separated from, for God, to be set apart, to know that you belong to him and him only. Amen? My wife is holy unto me. She's separated for me. You, have, you, know, you have fine china in your, in your dining room that you only lose, use on special times. That's holy unto you. God wants to say, say you belong to me. I'm a jealous God. I want, you, I want to live and, and work through you only. I don't want these side things coming in and influencing you and, and taking you away from my true purpose in your life. So let's look, see what this looks like. Here's a man who's dedicated wholly unto the Lord. Amen? He's separated. You know, God is watching us each and every day of our lives. He's not only watching us, he's on the inside of us. And we have to dedicate ourselves, commit ourselves to know that he's watching us. I heard uh, 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 the guy from uh, Bethel, Bill Johnson, was describing how you walk with the Holy Spirit. He said the Holy Spirit is like a dove, right? So if you had a dove on your shoulder, how would you walk with the dove? You walk very quietly, circumspectly. You don't want to, you know, flutter him, you know, have him be distracted or leave or anything. So how do we walk with the Holy Spirit? We walk in gentleness and goodness, knowing that he's watching over us and he's watching in us. So we have to have a fruit of holiness. Next, next slide is fruit of our lips. This is probably the hardest one, right? Therefore, by him, let us continually offer the sacrifice of praise to God that is the fruit of our lips, giving thanks to his name. What's coming out of your mouth? Amen? Blessing or cursing? And James says, how can a fountain bring forth good water and bad water at the same time? It can't happen, right? But we do. Praise you, Jesus. We just love you, Lord. But that person over there, I don't like. (laughs) That person really gets under my crawl. I tell you, you know, the things that they do, I just can't. Blessing and cursing out of the same mouth, it shouldn't be. The fruit of our lips should give thanks to his name. Thank you, Jesus. Amen? What's coming out of our mouth which comes out of our heart? Let's see what the the scripture looks like. Here's someone giving someone some encouragement. The fruit of your lips, giving thanks. Amen? Are you that type of person? Do you have that kind of fruit? Are you bringing people that are lost, people that are not doing right, are you bringing them in by the fruit of your lips, the, the, the sweet uh, fruit of, of love and joy and peace? Is that ministering to them? Or are they just like through with you? Okay, let's see. The fruit of soul winning. Romans 1.13 says, Now I do not want you to become unaware, brethren, that I often plan to come to you but was hindered until now that I might have some fruit among you also, just as among the other Gentiles. Paul was concerned about bringing people to Christ. That was his fruit. He wanted to uh, get as many people saved as he could. Billy Graham says that he wanted to save the whole, na- the whole world. He only saved half the world, but that was his purpose. He, he, he was, had a burning desire to win people's hearts to the Lord. Now, if you ever hear anybody talk about what hell is like, it'll turn you into an instant soul winner. When you hear about Mary Kay Baxter and all the people that that have gone to hell and the torment and the torture that goes on for eternity, never to be let out, and how they scream and how they cry to be released, and God in all his mercy still can't do anything, and they're there for 10,000, 10,000, and never ever going to leave, that will make you a soul winner. 
because you don't want anybody to be in that situation. You don't want any of your friends. You don't want your worst enemy to be in that situation. So you'll do whatever it takes to bring salvation to the house, knowing that God is with you. He wants to produce it in you. So anytime, especially if I hear somebody that's getting ready to pass away, i got to get to them right away. This is their last chance. And God's saying, if you do that for me, I'll help you. You know, my father, um, he, he, uh, he, he didn't get saved until he was 92 years old. That's a long stretch. <laughs> and, and in between the time, it didn't look like he was going to get saved. He, he was, said, there is no God, there's no heaven, there's nothing, none of that stuff. And he wasn't happy with me either. He had dementia, and so he, had, he was uh, uh, thinking that I was stealing from his house and everything, and he would be upset at me. But I didn't let that bother me. I had a purpose in getting his soul saved. In fact, the Lord told me, he says, you want to you receive your inheritance? You better do some work to get, it, get him saved. <laughs> You're not going to get all that money and then have him you know, t- be tormented in hell. Okay, that's good incentive. I like that, Lord. Praise the Lord. <laughs> and my son helped me very much with that. It's so funny because we, we had my father. He was living, you know, he had dementia, so he, and he, he, at 92 years old, he would, ra- he would ride a Razor scooter down Palos Verdes Hill. I don't know if you ever know how steep that is, but you can go pretty fast down there. At 92 years old, some people can't even touch their toes, okay? And he's racing down there, and I get, Pop, you know, you're going you're gonna to hurt yourself. Well, he fell a couple times. It wasn't too bad. Uh, he fell one time. He broke his arm, and he went to the doctor, and they put a cast on it. And my dad is so, he's just that Italian strong guy from New York. He started cutting the cast off. And he kept cutting it here and cutting it here. So he went back to the doctor, and the doctor said, what happened to your cast? He said, nothing. He says, I, I didn't put it on that way. He had got a hacksaw and started cutting it all up. Yeah, he could spin the cast on his arm. <laughs> so my dad breaks his hip going down the hill. And that, that's a little harder to recover from. So he's in a, he's in a, a place by my sister's house. It's a, not convalescent, but it's a senior center. And they watch over him pretty good. But then he didn't like it there, so we go, my son has that, let's bring him closer to our house. That way we can take him to church. But we had to trick him in the name of the Lord. (laughs) So the place we were going to take him was decorated the same way. It was the same establishment. It was the same ownership. So what we did, we said, Pop, we want to take you out to dinner. Oh, that's so nice, you guys. So we took him out to dinner, and we said, well, let's drive back to the, we took him kind of far away, so let's drive back to your house. Okay, meanwhile, my son and I had got a, a, a truck, prearranged a truck, to take all of his stuff, load it up, and take it to the new place. And we had it all, you know, situated. So Marianne's taking his time with my, my dad. Okay, dad, here we go. Just, you know, how's he doing and everything. And so finally we get to the place, and my son and I have it all fixed up. And my dad walks in, and he goes, wait a minute. <laughs> This is not the same place. I go, yeah, Dad, look at the pictures. Look at the same, same, same. And I saw his, his whole countenance drop. He goes, oh, no. I can't make, I just can't make it here. And I said, Pop, look at, I took the whole week off. I'll be with you for breakfast in the morning, 
with the lunch. We'll have to spend the whole week together. It'll be fine. He wound up loving the place. And to much to my surprise, my son encouraged us to pick him up and get him to church every Sunday. Every Sunday he had his donuts, played with the little kids, <laughs> played with the animals, had a good old time, watched me preach, said, son, how do you remember all that? I go, Dad, it's in me. And finally, he accepted the Lord. Amen. And so my, my, my wife and I, on the day of his death, he was, we were at the hospital, and he's crying out, this hurts, it hurts, it hurts so bad, it hurts. I go, Dad, just cry out to Jesus. Just say, help me, Jesus, help me, Jesus, help me, Jesus. I said, I said cry that out. He said, okay, help me, Jesus, help me, Jesus, help me, Jesus, help me. Gone, just like that. The most beautiful thing I've ever seen in my life, to see your father, who didn't look like he was ever going to get saved, cry out to Jesus for the first time in his life on his way to heaven and then meet him in the air. Come on. That is, that's soul winning. Amen? Soul winning. So God wants us to be a fruit producer in soul winning. I'm telling you, you want to you receive his rewards and his benefits and please him and bring more into the kingdom of God? Activate yourself. Learn how to do it. Find out ways of, of saying it. You know, it's, it's a learned way of doing it. You know, uh, Terry McFadden used to teach me, ask him, if you died today, would you go to heaven? I said, That's, nobody's going to answer that question. They all answer it. They say either yes, no, I don't know, I hope so. How would you like to know for sure? You learn the skill on how to be a soul winner. Amen? Amen. Okay, the fruit of giving. Oh, here's a soul winner. Someone just accepted the Lord right there. How touching, how beautiful it is. We don't see it on the outside, but you know something's happening on the inside. And I have that confidence when I pray for somebody with a sinner's prayer. You have to learn the sinner's prayer, you know, uh, that, uh, you know, uh, I accept Jesus into my life to be Lord of my life, to guide me all the days of my life. I ask you to forgive me of all my sins, come into my heart, be Lord of my life. Something happens. In heaven, something happens inside of a person's heart. And you can believe and count on it and watch it happen. Praise God. And then, fruit of giving. Philippians 4, 16 through 17. For even in Thessalonica, you sent aid once and again for my necessities. Not that I seek the gift, but I seek the fruit that abounds to your account. Did you know you had an account? <laughs> you, had, you have a giving account. You know, I've heard tell that, that angels record all of our gifts Record what we give. How, how else can God bless? There has to be some kind of record. And not only do they record what we give, the attitude in which we give it. Well, here. Do you like waitresses that give you food like that? Here's your, here's your, here's your meal. No tip for her. <laughs> Smile a little bit, right, when you give. That's why God loves a... Did you say Tearful. Cheerful giver, hilarious, glad to do it, willing. Because we have to learn that there's a flow of money, not only in the kingdom of God, but also in the natural, even in the nation's economy. It's, the money flows around. Praise God. So there's fruit in giving. So not that I want the, the gift for myself. I mean, I, I, I need it, but I also want to see fruit abound to your account. And let's see a picture of that. Look at that. Look at that. Fruit coming out of money. 
Isn't that nice? <laughs> I like that. I just like that picture. You like the fruit tree? Is it going to get bigger? I hope so, huh? We need some, some more fruit. Oh, you like the way the money comes out of the fruit? Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Multiplies. Comes from every. So, you know, um, in giving, my wife and I, we, we tithe, we give offerings. We give a lot of tithes. We give a lot of offerings all of our lives. And God seems to just protect us and be with us. So, like I said, my father, he left us an inheritance. Praise the Lord. We all went into our house so we don't see it. And that way we can have a good retirement. But, you know, I, the last month I was saying to the Lord, you know, I, I need a little extra money here because my son, he does my forecast, and he says, you need some extra money, otherwise you're going to run short in your retirement. I go, God will provide. How many people always say that? God will provide. But are you doing anything so that he can provide? <laughs> or do you just make that up? <laughs> but when you have a relationship with the Lord, you can tap into his provision and his desire to give to you. Now, this has happened to me before, so I prayed. I said, Lord, you know, we need some extra monies to cover this, this little, you know, shortfall. So sure enough, for, my dad's been gone for four years. He worked at a guard station after he retired, part-time, at night, for 10 years. Out of the blue, <laughs> out of the sky blue, <laughs> they call us up and said, oh, by the way, we have a, what do they call it? Retroactive retirement, retroactive retirement payment. I never heard of that. Have you ever heard of that? Where in God's name did that come from? <laughs> Came from the Lord. They said, could you come down and pick up a check for a rumor amount of money? I said, certainly, ma'am. <laughs> and, 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 well, we're, we're actually not going to pick up the check. Can we do, defer it to our retirement fund? Oh, yes, sir. We've never done that before, but let's uh, work that out. And so Charles worked it out. And so they're going to be issuing uh, a check to our retirement fund. And it's like, they didn't have to do that. But God put a gun to their back <laughs> and said, I got to bless this man because he's been given to me and he wants some money, so give it up. <laughs> this happened even when, my, when we were, uh, first got married, my wife and I, and you know, we learned how to uh, believe God for just like $100 extra a month. Just, you know, just start with where you, what you need. And so we said, okay, we'll believe for $100 a month. And... Um, so we kept confessing, I thank you, Lord, for $100. I thank you that you give us that $100. When I got up, I'd say it. When I took a shower, I'd say it. When I got, walked down to the car, I'd say it. When I was on the phone, I'd say it. I said it, I said it, I said it, I said it. Why? I was learning how to believe God. You know, it's like when you ride a bike. How hard is that in the beginning? Man, you fall all the time. You run into curbs. You hit cars, you know, parked cars. You go, oh, sorry. And my, son, my dad's running behind me. It's okay, it's okay. Keep going, keep going. You'll be okay. And so I was doing that with the Lord. I thank you, Lord. I was learning how to believe God for money, even just starting out with $100. So sure enough, we get a check from an insurance company that three years prior, my wife was in an accident, and they said they were not going to pay on it. I even called them. They said, no, we're not paying on this. Get out of here. <laughs> out of the blue. The sky blue. <laughs> They sent us a check for 500 and some odd dollars. Hallelujah. 
Holy Lord, thank you for your goodness. Why? Because there's fruit in giving. God wants to give back to you when you give to him. Amen? The last two, fruit of good works. And my son's going to cover this. We're just going to briefly go over it. Colossians 1, 9 through 10. I do not cease to pray for you and to ask that you might be filled with the knowledge of his will and all wisdom and spiritual understanding, that you may walk worthy of the Lord, fully pleasing him, being fruitful in every good work. Everything you do, there's supposed to be some fruit in it. When you go to your relative's house, there should be some fruit in it. When you go visit somebody in the hospital, there should be some fruit. Wherever, whatever you do, you should produce fruit in every good work and increasing in the knowledge of God. God's working with... How many of you know God's smarter than us? Don't you know? Yes, we know that. Praise the Lord. <laughs> he knows more things than we do. When we start working with him, he shows us things. But if you don't work with him, he can't show you anything. Amen? They say, they say it's easier. It, it, you, you don't have to steer a parked car. <laughs> it's just there, right? <laughs> But if you're moving and you're doing things, he can guide you and direct you in the way you're supposed to go. So you're supposed to be fully pleasing him in every, and being fruitful in every good work. So you want to please him and be fruitful. Isn't that good news? All right, let's see someone doing that, helping somebody. You know, we live so good in this, in this world compared to other people in other countries. And here's a guy taking time out to to do a good work, being fruitful in every good work. Amen? And the last scripture, fruit of the Spirit. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Against such there is no law. How many of you would say that people would describe you as one of these, one of these uh, categories here? <laughs> no? Well, we just, Pastor Chuck, he's such a loving man. Just got all the joy of the Lord. Yeah, I think I'm, I'm doing good on this. Peace. Long-suffering, hmm. <laughs> a little bit of a bump right there. <laughs> I'm learning, though. I'm learning. It's not my fruit, though. It's the fruit of the Spirit, Right? I have to learn how to let him flow through me. Kind, when they say that you're a kind person, you're a good person, faithful, gentle, you have self-control, I just had to say it. I couldn't hold it back. I just had to say it. No self-control, right? <laughs> Against there is no law. So these are the fruits of the Spirit that we want to uh, go into and dwell, delve into over these next weeks so that we can be what? Pleasing unto the Lord being fruitful in every good work, seeing him work in our life. And, and you'll be happy. You'll be blessed. You know, uh, I, I was having problems with my knees, and so I talked to the guy that I was uh, playing basketball with. He said, you've got to stretch him. And he says, you'll feel better when you stretch him. He says, they, they won't cramp up so much. They won't, be, they won't tighten. So guess what? Stretch your spiritual muscles. You'll feel good. It'll flow through you, and you'll say, oh, yeah, you know, this isn't so, this is wonderful. This is good to be helping people and loving people and being good to people. Amen? Amen. Let's bow our heads and pray. Father, thank you for bringing us together to learn and hear about how you want to have fruit, much fruit, more fruit, increasing in fruit, so that we may be pleasing unto you. 
We thank you, Lord God, that it is fruit that comes from your spirit, comes from Jesus Christ being the vine on the inside of us and us being the branches. So, Lord, we don't rely on our own strength or our own ability, but we rely on your goodness, your faithfulness to us, your desire to make us more than what we are. So if that's you today, why don't you stand? You say, I want to take that challenge to bear more fruit, more fruit than I am bearing right now. Why don't you stand to your feet and let's make a declaration to the Lord. Amen. God sees us in our actions. God sees us in the way that we respond to him and respond to his word. So just repeat after me. Say, Father God, Father God I, hear I hear in your word, in your word that, you that you want to bear fruit from our lives. From our lives. I give myself to you I allow you to move in my behalf to work fruit in my life to the glory of God. I ask you to show me how I can stretch my spiritual muscles and be kind of people, to love people, to show them the way of Christ so that they can come to you forever and ever. Amen. 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 Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you.